0: You are listening to the audio preaching podcast of Cornerstone Baptist Church in Fallbrook, California, pastored by James Christensen. Though located in the heart of Southern California, you will hear powerful, relevant, and life-changing preaching from the Word of God. Pastor Christensen believes that every Christian can reach their potential for the Lord. It is our desire that you will be helped by this gospel message.
1: Christ the Lamb
0: Uh, There we go. Okay, good. We had a good morning uh, with uh, Pastor Andalas and his wife, and he preached two dynamite messages. And I really uh, enjoyed being here this morning. Good crowd, visitors, returning visitors. Praise the Lord for that. And uh, that is a crash landing. Yes. All right, good. Well, as long as everybody comes out safe, we're all right. So... uh, Okay, praise the Lord, but uh, look at all these vicar kids running around in their barongs today, looking like they're running for the president, you know, and uh, so uh, it's a lot of fun, a lot of fun, so a little bit of a circus, but it's a lot of fun, amen, but uh, all right, good deal. We have some uh, cookies uh, after the service for Miss Ashley's birthday, and so um, uh, watch watch the, uh, uh, what do they call that stuff on top? Watch the frosting, all right? It'll, it'll ruin the inside of your car, and it'll ruin the inside of the church. So uh, watch the frosting, all right? But uh, praise the Lord for that. All right, let's take our Bibles over to Acts, uh, where we left off a few weeks ago. And uh, I wanted to announce Pastor Scott, uh, Grace Baptist Church in Corona. Uh, they're having their missions conference, started today and uh, pastor scott and his family are very good friends of ours and our churches strive together for the faith of the gospel it's a real blessing uh, when our churches can be friends amen, amen. and uh, i am a firm believer that pastors ought to be friends with each other uh, churches ought to be friends with each other if they're of the same like-minded doctrine amen and uh, so we can draw some strength off of them they can draw some strength off of us Thankful to have a lot of pastors uh, as my friend, I want to be a friend to them as well. So he's having a missions conference. If you'd like to go up, and uh, be a part of that, you'll need to drive independently. Uh, but uh, it's in the evening, starts tomorrow night, and so if you'd like to do that, it's about an hour and ten minutes or so drive from here, and uh, it'll last till Thursday night. So that being said, there's no midweek Bible study here at Cornerstone. Uh, we're we're not going to be at Cornerstone. We're going to be in Corona. So uh, if you want to come up and be a part of that, it starts at 6.30 uh, each night. So tomorrow night, 6.30, and uh, I'm encouraging all of our church family that if I don't see uh, the next couple of days up there, then uh, uh, plan to to, uh, have the midweek service in lieu of here will be up there so our church family can be up there and hear some good preaching and uh, be around some others and fellowship, things like that. And uh, I'm, I love missions conferences, amen? And uh, so I'm looking forward to being able to get back uh, to uh, the mission field, hopefully soon. And so uh, we'll see what the Lord does with that. Uh, all right, uh, is that all the announcements? Men and Boys Camp Out, why don't you sign up for that? That's coming up pretty soon. I don't know how many days we are away, but I think we're 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 getting... Okay, we're well, one month, so uh, let's make sure that we're signed up and uh, go into that. You're not going to want to miss it. We spent a lot of money on a nice house, and uh, so uh, we need a full kitchen and, and uh, washer and dryer and all that other stuff, so we're going to go clean, come back clean. We'll get dirty there, but uh, we'll have a good time, so uh, yeah, yeah, no, I'm going uh, to pay somebody uh, to do my laundry, so uh, right, Brother John? Actually, you owe me, so there's no money uh, needed. So, all right. Hey, wanted to thank um, those that came out yesterday, uh, soul winning. Even the kids and the teenagers. I just want to say thanks for coming out. Soul winning yesterday had a great turnout for that. Uh, ladies uh, down there, Miss Angie was speaking at the ladies' meeting down in San Diego, and uh, we had some serious guys. Uh, on the property working all day long and uh, we went out soul winning Well, we worked went out soul winning then came back and worked And uh, so I just don't wanted to say uh, Very much how I appreciated that. So got some things done for the Lord. Amen. Amen. All right Okay, let's look at uh, Acts chapter 2. Let's take a moment and stand together uh, Acts chapter 2 and look at verse number 10 Acts chapter 2 and verse number 10 um, I'm a little bit tired and so I didn't even preach this morning, uh, but since Pastor Randallis went to almost 1 o'clock, uh, I'm tired. I'm tired of saying amen and listening to it. Like, no, nah, I'm not sick of it. I'm just worn out. And so, But that 15-minute nap I got was great, uh, but uh, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to just try to wrap it up and have a good, good night tonight. Amen? amen. And uh, so uh, Phrygia, Pamphylia in Egypt, and in the parts of Libya, about Cyrene and strangers of Rome, Jews and proselytes. What's going on right here? The uh, apostles were preaching, and as they were preaching, they were getting slandered and scorned. They were getting nailed. Man, who's these people talking in our, our language? We're, we're We're hearing it in our language, but we know that they're not speaking in our language. These guys are like, you know, below average guys here. We know where they came from. And Look at verse number 11, Cretes and Arabians, we do hear them. Now, this answers entirely and refutes the false doctrine of modern-day apostolic and charismatic tongues doctrinal belief system. Uh, It it was a language that they heard in their own uh, language, and it says, we do hear them speak in our tongues, what? The wonderful works of God. Amen. And Paul's about to, or Peter's about to stand up, and he's about to blast, with a good spirit, a powerful message. Uh, the first message we hear uh, preached uh, in the church as uh, the New Testament church was beginning to get started and get it off the ground and built. Uh, and so uh, let's talk about that a little bit, and we'll go through about maybe seven or eight verses. Heavenly Father, we love you, Lord, and I thank you for church today. Thank you that I, I was able to be in the room this morning and, and just be around my friend on the other side of the world, and uh, thank you for uh, the passion and the zeal. Thank you for a good spirit uh, just uh, on the entire property this morning and again tonight, and uh, thank you, Lord, for uh, the different folks, even from out soul winning we've seen enter into the room in the last couple of weeks and it's been a blessing. I pray, Lord, for uh, your your power and authority through your scriptures. And I do pray for uh, Pastor Scott that you'd give him wisdom, uh, settle his spirit, and give him peace, and allow the missions conference and their endeavor to uh, continue to support missions there at the Grace Baptist Church. That our church and my family uh, and others uh, who are attending would strive to be a blessing and an encouragement as they've always had that heart towards us. And I pray, Lord, that uh, you would help us to keep our um, commitments of missions and that we would uh, be mindful that, uh, though it's not our missions conference yet, uh, that uh, our commitments throughout the year and uh, our budgeting and such, that we still continue to give to missions and that we would keep Uh, and remain faithful. And we love you, Lord, in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. All right, you can have a seat. And here they uh, were simply just giving the gospel, Uh, which, by the way, simply just giving the gospel is one of the most important things that we can do in our life as a Christian. And simply giving it is not some three-point outline of, of a preaching message that you heard on the radio or something, but rather, really, the gospel given to somebody else is how you receive the gospel it starts with your your testimony uh of hey listen when august 21st 1993 uh you know we, we were talking to somebody about the smokestack in carlsbad uh last week and uh i had just made a quick comment that's where i got saved and, uh, you know, and just, uh, I remember Angie and I were, were um, uh, what were we doing? We were talking with somebody, and they referenced the smokestack, and, uh, and, and I had mentioned that, well, that had been torn down now. Oh, really? Yeah. And it was my opportunity to kind of insert, that's where I got saved, you know. And uh, so, you know, just, just a, a, a glimpse of a moment To be able to share your testimony is a great way, the most efficient way, really, to begin a conversation of sharing the gospel with somebody. We know the word of God does all the work, but he uses people. And uh, if you don't have any words to say, you don't have any Bible verses to memorize, uh, all you got to do is just say, you know, there was somebody that God put in my life just at that moment, and I received Christ as my personal Savior. Well, how did you do that? Well, I just uh, didn't know even know how to do it. I mean, just ask the Lord to forgive me of my sins and, you know, just believe that Jesus was God because that's what I heard the Bible says. And you know what? All of a sudden, the Spirit of God will begin to put words in your mouth that you didn't uh, previously had planned for. And so these guys were just given the gospel. And it says that as they were given the gospel, this amazement and this wonder of we're listening to this in our own language. You heard uh, Pastor Andalas say this morning that the 7,000 islands of the Philippines have over 400 different dialects. Well, to my uh, understanding, and my I think I've been out there so, six times already, uh, that uh, when I've viewed some of these different dialects, it might as well be a different language that though they have the base of Tagalog, if they're two different dialects, you'd be like, "Okay, what'd you say right there?" You know, and uh, you know there can be—I'm uh, not sure what that means, but I can kind of guess based off of the context of the. It could be a different language, even though it's a, a, the, the base language is the same. The dialects, the slang, the 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 the, the, the how fast uh, or slow somebody uh, uh, may speak it, and so uh, as as the they were preaching. The wonderful works of Christ—they were hearing that in their own language. How many of you know that only the Holy Spirit of God could do that? Amen. And uh, as you and I might be feeling in soul winning or uh, sensing, I am—I am stumbling all over the place. The Spirit of God m- might be explaining what you can't. Right? Uh, so here's the point: we need to show up for soul winning and show up with a few tracks, and strive to just try to do a little something each week for the gospel's sake. Why? Because the Holy Spirit will do all the rest, you know? And uh, so, here in verse number 12, and they were all, what? Amazed. They were amazed. Everybody's talking about it. Like, how in the world do we come here, and we just heard the gospel, because I know this dude over here is Greek. And I know this guy over here is Aramaic. And I know this guy over here uh, doesn't speak uh, hardly, hardly uh, any of these things here. And everybody's like nodding, like, okay, we're getting it. How is everybody getting it in the same room, right? And we know that that's the Holy Spirit of God. But there had to be somebody to give the gospel. And, and that's us. I mean, to my knowledge, we're the only Sunday night church service, save an apostolic tongues movement, which is refuted here in the Scriptures anyways. But... Uh, in this entire region, so that we can get strengthened, get a little bit extra fire, uh, uh, you know, behind us a little bit to make us stronger and better in the Lord as we study it, and so we can go out and be able to obey and fulfill the Word of God in our heart to give somebody else the wonderful works of Christ. Amen. Amen. And uh, and so I, I like what Pastor Andalas said this morning. He said, uh, preaching in just his uh, his uh, you know no shoes, but having his socks on. That was kind of fun, wasn't it? And uh, I told him that over at lunch today. I said, when I left your church two years ago, or two or so, two and a half years ago. I told my wife, I said, one of these days, you're going to come through our church, and I'm going to make you take your shoes off as well, okay? And uh, so they had a big auditorium just finished and things like that, and and we had a good time with that. And so uh, at least the people who are here this morning won't forget it, amen? And uh, it was a little, little bit uh, uh, different and fun. But I like what he said this morning. He said, let's not focus on uh, the provider as Jesus, but... Uh, or, or the provision of Jesus, basically what he does for us and how he takes care of us. But rather that he is the provider. You know, I like that. I wrote that right in my Bible. Jesus is the provider. Focus on that. You know, uh, and so uh, why? Because we'll always get freaked out wondering when it's all going to come together. Uh, we know it's going to come together because he know, we know that he's the provider. So that statement alone really strengthened me this morning. I thought that was a blessing. Look at uh, verse number 12. And they were all amazed. Who? Those that were there in the church service and were in doubt saying one to another, what meaneth this? What's going on here? Now, you go to an apostolic uh, uh, church these days, and you'll definitely stand there and say, what meaneth this? And there is no meaning. Uh, there, there, there is no language. There's no spoken. It is not of the Holy Spirit of God. It's, it's not anybody who can understand or hear it. There is nothing that uh, uh, connects with the wonderful works of Christ in any area. We'll just all stand there including them participating in their heart, knowing what meaneth this, right? But they were genuinely in the church asking, how is this happening? What's going on? Uh, He's he's lip-syncing. You ever watch some of these old Chinese Kung Fu uh, uh, movies, all right, from the 70s? And they're like, I'm going to get you. (laughs) And they're going on for like, ever, ever. You know, it's like you don't watch those for the acting, okay? It's just a good fight scene. And uh, so, but uh, in verse number 12, it says, saying one to another, what meaneth this? Others mocking said, these men are full of new wine. Now, that kind of got Peter moving a little bit. You know, I had uh, somebody that I know, uh, most likely not a Christian and a businessman in town. I sent Brother Ryan on an errand, and um, I, 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 didn't realize that, uh, this, that it was going to be a little bit of an issue. And uh, of course, every time I send brother Ryan out to do something, there's always an issue. I should have expected that. And, uh, but brother Ryan comes back and, and brother Ryan, his, his, his spirit was a little bit flustered and uh, I, I, which is very unusual for him. And, uh, brother Ryan's extremely sharp. And uh, I said, you know, what's going on? I said, well, you know, and he explained to me the situation. And uh, I, I said to him, I said, uh, did, did, did that man talk to you roughly? And uh, he said, yes, he did. I said, what did he say to you? And he began to tell me what he said, said to him. And I said, really? And I know that that's a rough business and needed some things welded and, and all that for our new trailer. And uh, I said, uh, I, I, don't, I don't like how they talk to you because they know that you're, you're my assistant pastor. And they, they, they basically kicked him out of the shop. And uh, all he was doing was just picking up the plates. I already paid for him, And uh, so I told him, I said, well, all right, get, get in the truck. We're going to go talk to these guys. And, uh, and I walked in, and I was a little bit like uh, I wasn't going to put up with it. Amen. And in just in, in, in godliness and righteousness, but as a man, I wasn't going to let somebody talk to my assistant that way. I I didn't like that. I wouldn't let that happen to you either. And so I, I walked up and I said, Sir, uh what 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 seems to be the issue and the matter here? Uh, my assistant came to me and uh, said that you were unhappy about something, and Ryan was standing right there. Oh no, 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 there, there's no problems. Uh, I told your son that everything was fine, you know. And uh, and and so Ryan's behind the door in inside the business and he's like You know, and uh, I said, now, you know, is there anything else that needs to be, you know, talked about? I said, oh, no, 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 no. All the big buff guys in the shop, no, 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 pastor, everything's fine. I was like, okay, all right, well, if there's, there's a problem, you know, let me know. Ryan's like, oh, no, no. you know, and, uh, but I believed him, and, uh, and, and I still do. Here's the deal. Uh, Peter got a little bit ruffled in his feathers over the right reason. The Bible does say be angry and sin not. Now, I've never really fully found that balance yet, okay? Every time I get ticked, I know that I'm full of sin. And a lot of times, be honest with you, it feels good, okay? And I'm still trying to get right with God about that, all right? But, you know, if I'm going to go and, and try to work something out, not necessarily kissing up to anybody, but I was really about to find out why were you rough with my assistant because you're out of line, buddy. That's a, that was my next level that I was going to go to. I was going to let, let him be disrespected and, and pushed out of a right. business like that. When I, when I paid what, I was, uh, what, what the service that I needed and the amount that was told to me, and, and, and you're going to cop an attitude on, on I'm not going to put up with that. Right. Why? Because Christians are always pushed around. The church is always stepped on. And, you know, when I, when I just strive to try to give God the, the credit and the glory and, and back my assistant— I, I felt like God gave me authority and power in that particular situation. And uh, nobody lost their cool. Nobody called anybody anybody names or anything like that. God just took care of it and dissolved it. Peter stood up and he said, hey, everybody, hold on a second. I'm going to explain to you how all this is going on. There's no reason to doubt. There's no reason to question each other and things like that. And uh, here, here Peter felt like, okay, they just blamed the apostles for being drunk. Peter was like, you know, he was a little bit of a hothead at times, and uh, I can be that way too. And, uh, you know, sometimes it's righteousness, sometimes it's not. And, uh, you know, but let the Lord filter it, amen? And, uh, but he stands up, and he says, standing up with the 11, lifted up his voice. He said, hey, everybody, listen up right here. Hey, hey, hey you, you, you guys, stop talking back there. Look right up here. I'm going to tell you what's going on right now. Now, Peter didn't have a bad attitude. He didn't do anything wrong. He was filled with the Holy Spirit of God. Amen. And it says, Ye men of Judea, called out the guys, does not they? And all ye that dwell at Jerusalem, be this known unto you. Notice the confidence. And hearken to my words. Listen up here, pal. He said uh, in verse number 15, For these are not drunken. I think that whole drunken comment got Peter a little bit fired up in, in godly righteousness. Um you know it's like uh you know and we've probably all done it in some way and and we've needed to apologize, you know, uh but it's like, you know, now after we get get to our bearings with the Lord and we're we're trying to do a little bit better, you hear somebody else take God's name in vain. You know, um uh, you know, if you're if you're at the park or somewhere and you hear somebody just say, Jesus Christ, you know, and it's not the way that we're speaking of it in his name. It is because it's just a cuss word to them. Yep. Uh, that ought to, as a Christian, ought to be like, oh, I really hate that. Now, if somebody was sitting next to me on a plane, that's all it would take is just that one time of them saying that, excuse me, I'm sorry, um, I'm a Christian and I, I have have not... You know dump trash into your ears. Would you not do that to my ears? We have a long flight. I want to get along with you Uh, I don't see any problems with you other than the words you're saying. Would you not say that again, please? I don't allow anybody to to, to swear in front of my wife or my children Um, Someday I'll tell you of of a situation on an airplane Uh, but uh, that that somebody had cussed at me, but towards my daughter London and and that was, that, I just, I, I, I didn't like that, and, uh, you know, I, I went and visited that man uh, on, on the airplane, and, um, you know, it, it just, I, I w- didn't want to put up with that, um, you know, I didn't, didn't, didn't put him in the Kung Fu pinky hold, but that was coming, yeah. you know, just a little fingernail, just a little, you know, and so, no, I'm just kidding, but, you know, really, it ought to bother us. When certain things are are you know commented or said or you know whatever, and uh, I remember being in Israel, and uh, a city official had uh, she was like the Oprah Winfrey of of uh, Israel, and uh, I, I hope I never see that lady again or hear her, and uh, we, uh, we were made to, to our we didn't know what we were walking into, and so we were going into like this this debate I guess. And it was part of our tour. I had no idea we were going into that. I walked out right in the middle of it. But uh, there was a couple hundred of us there. And uh, this lady said that Jesus, um, if anybody believes in Jesus, we would rather you worship devils. Because we don't believe in him at all. That got my fire going. I stood up. And I raised my hand, got her attention. And I stood up. And, man, I was just upset at this lady. And I just said, as, uh, you know, representing the United States of America, paying our own way to come over here, your words offend me. Uh, I, I'm, a, I'm a, a Christian and a pastor in California. You're wrong. I don't agree with you. And, uh, you know, just, I don't know. And I'm sitting with all kinds of other independent Baptist pastors, and nobody ever said anything, and I just couldn't hold myself back. I walked out. I didn't call her names, but I thought of it, okay. Uh, you're just an Oprah <laughs> or something. I didn't say that. But, um, and, uh, you know, I just, I just walked out and I sat in the bus. And, man, I just, my blood was boiling. And uh, why? Because she really just slammed the Lord Jesus Christ. Yeah. Right. And, and I just, I didn't like that. I didn't want to put up with that. And there are times that we should not put up with things. Right. Yeah. That's just the fact of the matter. I'm not going to be political. I'm not going to be, you know, wondering if my career is on the line or whatever. I don't want to walk in and, and push buttons and create fights. But if somebody's, you know, causing a ruckus, uh, we, 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 we need to have an answer for that, you know. And uh, so uh, in verse number 14, Peter has an answer for it is the point. Standing up with the eleven, lifted up his voice and said to them, ye men of Judea and Jerusalem, listen to me, verse number 15, for these are not drunken as ye suppose, seeing it is but the third hour of the day. It was 9 o'clock in the morning. He said, okay, first of all, you guys are way off base here. It's, it's in the morning. It's, it's, we're, 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 we're all alert. We're awake. They've not shown any uh, kind of symptoms that they just came from the bar. All right. And, uh, you know, which, by the way, uh, sometimes this darkness in this world needs a correction. Amen. Sometimes people just say, you know what? I'm sorry. You're wrong. Amen. Okay. You say that I'm wrong all, all, all you want. That's fine. We'll agree to disagree on this. But I don't like your tone, and I have kids over here, and I don't like the words you're saying, so you need to leave. You know, And, and so uh, I, I don't think being uh, uh, willing to just uh, let the darkness overshadow the light like we're in fear or, you know, this is the custom of the hour. Nobody's allowed to say anything. I, uh, I saw a, uh, a, a video clip uh, this afternoon of two men in a restaurant in another country beating to a pulp two women in the restaurant. Wow. And the other men was st- stood there and watched it. The, the camera showed that. Like if that was my, my last day on this planet, I would not watch that. I don't need to know who their names are. I just watch their actions, and now I'm in action. Yep. And I just, I, I'm not gonna put up with that. We just, we just live in a day and age where everybody's just gonna watch. I mean, there was a lady beat up on a New York um, uh, subway, caught on video, somebody decided to stand there and video the thing, while two guys beat her up. And you know, we just live in a day and age like that, where men are the bystanders. Yeah. That is a disgrace and embarrassment. I've taught my son. Now he's six foot five, but I tell him, listen, you don't ever let anybody touch your sisters or your mommy. You die before they get hurt. No, I'm serious. And, uh, you know, I I wasn't a very big kid, but, um, you know, I was uh, going to defend my mom and my sisters. I can tell you that. Now, I didn't want to start it, okay? But if it was a real genuine situation, I'm not going to be a bystander watching somebody get hurt. That's not right. You know, yeah, but you're a Christian. Exactly. I'm a Christian. The difference between me and the next guy is I have the power of God on me. If we need to have David and the five smooth stones kick into action, and if I'm, if it's a righteous situation, pff, if God be for us, who in the world can be against us? You know, I'm serious about that. We ought to have, as a Christian, we ought to have a fighting spirit at times. But you better know the difference between righteousness and your flesh, right? There's been times where I've stood up for dumb things, and it was just my flesh. I just was a hothead or, you know, just my pride got to the best of me. But, but we got to make sure that it's not that, but it's the righteousness of God. There's a time to fight. There's a time to, to defend and to protect. Is that right? Yeah, I mean, if somebody busted through the doors, you would want me to over the top of your head make sure that you were you were protected and your little ones and things like that if i was the only one seeing it and i would sure in the world expect all the men in this room to to watch over the place right, right or not so peter was defending the gospel but he wasn't just defending the gospel he was defending the apostles peter was defending the brethren hey listen don't talk to them about, don't don't talk about them like that uh you know if if there was somebody, we, we, I wasn't here at the particular time, but there was a man that that threw another man in our church up against the wall, and uh, I, I was, this was like 13 years ago when Bentley was being born, because Bentley decided to be born on uh, uh, Christmas Eve, and so totally thrashed our whole Christmas week, and uh, I'm just kidding, Bentley, where's Bentley in the nursery? Okay, cool, so I can say whatever I want, and uh, so, uh, but... But, uh, and it was a Christmas Eve service. Brother Nick, you remember that situation. And uh, I believe my mom and dad were there that night as well. And uh, so, uh, but outside of that, uh, we, we, we haven't really had too many different kind of stir-type situations. I would have expected some of the men in the church at the time, of course, we had just started our church two months earlier, uh, but to uh, be able to, you know, uh, uh, take care of a situation and defend somebody and not allow shenanigans to happen in the church. Matter of fact, Brother Nicholson, you were the preacher that night. I had only known you for a few months, I guess, uh, maybe, maybe four or five months at the time, and uh, put you in that situation, and uh, you did an excellent job. I remember that. And uh, the Bible says in verse number uh, 16, But this is that which was spoken by the prophet Joel. What was he talking about? And it came to come, and it shall come to pass in the last days, saith God. So, so Paul was um, sharing with the church loud. It said that he lifted up his voice and he stood with authority. Let me tell you what the Bible says in the Old Testament. Take your Bibles uh, to uh, Joel chapter 2 and verse 28. That's what he was saying. He was um, uh, uh, quoting Joel, Joel, Amos, Obadiah, Jonah, Micah. Joel chapter 2, verse 28. But I want to clarify some things. So, Peter was, was refuting the tongues, right? And, uh, and the charismatic stuff. And, and he was also correcting these guys not only have a, the, the right and straight doctrine, but have a good attitude and stop accusing these guys that they are of the devil or they're of the, the, the devil's uh, beverage, right? The, the drinking, and they're just drunk. Uh, So he says, I'm going to tell you right now, Joel, let me tell you what he said. Look at chapter 2, verse 28. And it shall come to pass afterward that I will pour out my spirit upon all flesh. And your sons and your daughters shall prophesy. Your old men shall dream dreams. Your young men shall see visions. Uh, What do you mean upon all flesh? The Bible says that these apostles turned the world upside down. The gospel was given throughout the entire globe, the known world. How did God do that in the matter of just a short time? And it is because he gave the cloven split tongues, the ability given not of flesh, but by the spirit of God, that as one man preached, they all heard it in their own tongue and they went back and told their families. That's how it happened, verse 29. And also upon the servants, upon the handmaids, in those days will I pour out uh, my spirit and will show wonders in heavens and the earth and blood and fire and pillars of smoke. Now, uh, uh, let me uh, clarify verse number 30. Verse number 30 is for when Jesus returns. Verse number 30 is what modern day tongues wants to say uh, that... that, that, um, uh, the Spirit of the Lord comes mightily upon uh, the believer and therefore you're given the gift of tongues as if it were fire. And that was totally taken out of context. Uh, that verse 30 was not, and, and Paul doesn't bring, it, bring that in, that they're going to see smoke and fire and all these other things. It, it was compiled in verse number 28 uh, that Jesus is giving steps Of the gospel before he returns. Verse 30 is when he returns. Verse 28 is the preliminary gospel given in that hour uh, so that people would have a chance to have the gospel. And so let's go back to our text here. Um, And it says that, but this is that which was spoken by the prophet Joel, uh, and it shall come to pass. In the last days, saith God, I will pour out of my spirit upon all flesh. Kind of sounds like Peter had some Old Testament Bible down, didn't he? I mean, it was on the tip of his tongue. Hey, guys, cut it out. Hey, hey, hey stop, stop calling these apostles' names over here. They're not drunk. It's 9 o'clock in the morning. Hey, listen up, Joel. You know, I mean, hey, it's important that we know our Bible, right? Peter didn't have a bad attitude. He's aggressive. Hey, did you notice some passion in the preaching this morning? He wasn't inappropriate, mad, or anything like that. He was taking the word of God serious, and he was preaching, thus saith the Lord. And that was powerful, good stuff. Amen? And uh, it says here that uh, and your sons and your daughters prophesy. So he continued that in uh, in verse number twenty nine, shall see visions and your old men shall dream dreams. And on my servants and on my handmaids will I pour. And he clarifies out of those days of my spirit, and they shall prophesy. Look at First uh, John chapter two. We're almost done. First John chapter two verse eighteen. First John chapter two. 18 and it says little children it is the last time and as ye have heard that antichrist shall come that's the completion of of verses number 29 and 30 of Joel chapter 2 even now are there many antichrists whereby we know that it is the last time so why because Satan is always preparing an antichrist He's always getting somebody in position uh, who sounds uh, as the description of the Word of God uh, to be able to sway and pull the hearts of men away from getting saved. And so uh, Peter was simply trying to say, we don't know when Jesus is coming, so we're trying to give you what we know to give the gospel in our own language, but the Holy Spirit loves all of you so much, that he's given the Holy Spirit, uh, God gave the Holy Spirit power through this preaching to give you the gospel in what you understand. See, God will always put somebody in someone's way to give them the gospel. And it's not going to be a fleshly way, even though flesh is used in giving the gospel. The Spirit of God will always give what that person needs every time. Oh, I forgot that verse. That's okay. Jesus already gave it to them in their heart. You know? And uh, look at uh, back at our text here in, in uh, verse number uh, 19. And I will show wonders in heaven above and signs and beneath blood and fire and vapor of smoke. And there's the Jesus and the Antichrist coming again. And the, the sun shall be turned into darkness and the moon into blood. That's all during uh, the, the tribulation. Uh, when the Antichrist arises, and it says that uh, before the great and notable day of the Lord come. And uh, so we, we know that uh, the, we, we believe here in our doctrine is the pre-tribulation is uh, that uh, Jesus will come before the tribulation. And, uh, but the Bible never says that us Christians will not be a part of, partake, and see the beginning of this tribulation being established and, and being prepared for when that Antichrist comes. And uh, look at uh, Isaiah chapter 9 and verse 6. Isaiah chapter 9 and verse number 6. For unto us is a cha- is a child, is unto us a child is born. What's that? That's the prophecy of Jesus Christ. Uh, and unto us is a son given. And the government shall be upon his shoulder. Why the government upon his shoulder? Because Pharaoh wanted him out. And, and uh, he was going to compete with authority. And many, many uh, will not believe on him. And so the Bible says in his... Uh, name shall be called Wonderful Counselor, the Mighty God, the Everlasting Father, the Prince of Peace. I liked what um, uh, Pastor Andales said this morning in uh, one of his messages about how uh, he was getting counsel from another pastor. And he said, how do I be a pastor? How do I learn the Word of God? And that pastor just said, read the Word of God, Jesus will teach you. And uh, I thought that was a great answer. Amen. Uh, and so the Prince of Peace. So we know that uh, uh, Peter was preaching the, the finality that uh, uh, back in Joel and the prophecy of Jesus coming, that Jesus came. And hit the promise of old, if you believe that, you need to believe this. And it all comes together. And he says here that Jesus came, and that's what we're trying to give to you. Uh, because he's gone now, you can still have him. You don't need to see him. He can be in your heart. And so Peter's just preaching, and he's trying to clarify and get these guys over here. Hey, if you're going to doubt, be quiet. I'm going to clarify. Don't ruin it for them over here who wants to, to have Jesus in their heart. But you can still also have Jesus in your heart. Can you imagine just being Peter in that, in, in that place at that time? And look at verse number 21. And it shall come to pass that whosoever shall call on the name of the Lord shall be saved. So we know that it doesn't matter who the person is, that Jesus can save anyone by his authority and by his power, through his name only. And Peter just believed on that. Uh, It's more important that not just what we pray for, but what we truly believe in. Because if you're not careful, we'll have a list, but we really, really don't believe in it. And there's been times that that's happened to me. It's more important that our foundation is that we believe in Jesus. We believe the power and the authority of Jesus Christ. And that whatever it is I'm asking or need that whatever comes to pass, my foundation is my trust and belief in Jesus, not just a list. For when the list is not fulfilled, your whole belief structure in Jesus will just be completely rattled. And so next thing you know, you don't know what to believe in because you, you, you asked this and you've been there and you tried this and you tried that. Uh, and so, so a list isn't our foundation. It is how we trust and how we believe and really taking Jesus at his word. And Peter tried to stand and give the authority. I like how Peter defended the gospel, but he also defended the other Christian men. I liked that. You know, I believe once in a while we just need to say, hey, you're not going to talk to him like that. Hey, hold on a second. I don't have an attitude. Uh, Let let me hear you out, but we're not going to speak that way. You're not going to threaten him like that. It will not happen. So, uh, you know, I believe that as we learn to tie up our trust together, that that strengthens a bond. There's nothing, almost nothing fleshly that can rattle your belief structure than somebody not defending you then somebody who could discern the truth chooses a political position where they look cute than to stand up for truth, right? And uh, so let, let me encourage all of you husbands, always defend your wife. Not just in a fight situation, but defend them. Now, if they're wrong, you don't defend sin, You know, say, I know, honey, you're always right. When you know sure and well, she she shouldn't have said that. Come on, is that right? Ladies, do the same thing for your husbands. Uh, Angie has never defended me when I've done something wrong. She has corrected me. She shared her position. And after defending myself, you know, and actually, I thank the Lord that God gave me a wife that was bold, willing to point out my sin and error privately and help me with it. Thank you for listening to this preaching podcast from Cornerstone Baptist Church. We hope that you were encouraged. For more information about our ministry, you can find us online at cornerstonefallbrook.org.